to the VIP Show Podcast. This is Jose Aristimuño, bringing you the biggest names in the game of business, entrepreneurship, and life to help you level up, get inspired, and become the most successful you. You already know the VIP Show. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the VIP Show. I'm your host, Jose Aristimuño. Um, I told you we got Q4 almost coming. You know, we're in the last leg of 2023. 2024 is just around the corner. And I want to bring on to the VIP show community, you know, badass entrepreneurs, people who are changing lives, making an impact. And our next guest uh, is nothing short of that. She's a badass boss lady. She's an entrepreneur. Uh, she's an expert when it comes to online personal branding. Uh, her name is Teresa Di Pasquale, and she's on the VIP show. Teresa, what's going on, girl? What's up? How's it going? It's going. It's going well. Um, <laughs> happy to have you on the show. Thank you so much uh, for coming on. Uh, before we talk business, before we talk about online branding, presence, you name it, uh, I want to know, I'm curious, who was Teresa Di Pasquale, the little girl growing up? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, that's a loaded question. A little girl growing up. Um, well, I guess when I grew up, I didn't know what entrepreneurship was, right? I don't think any of us did back then. Um, but if I look back now, I definitely had some of those tendencies. I was a little bossy, um, didn't like to uh, take instructions or be bossed around by else. <laughs> um, I was a competitive gymnast for actually about 12 years before I grew to 5'10". I'm actually 5'10", if you could see me standing up. Um, so I did that most of my life until I reached high school and then my life was over because I was too tall to be a gymnast. Um, so I've pretty much been an athlete my whole life. So I think that that kind of translates well to entrepreneurship. <laughs> totally, totally. No, I think, I mean, athletes, you, you obviously you're disciplined. I mean, you yes, know, you, exactly. you know, you're go-getters and, and, and it transforms very, very well um, into, into business. Um, yeah. When do you, be, like, when do you decide to become an entrepreneur? I mean, is this something you, you did like right out of college? You just talk to me a little bit maybe about that. Yeah, that's a great question. So um, no, it wasn't actually, I was a bartender right out of high school. And uh, it's funny because I lied and got the job. So I knew what I was doing and I didn't. And I ended up, <laughs> I was a corporate trainer for, it was called like wing house. I don't know if you know what that is. If they have, the, uh -huh. they're, they're in Florida. Yeah. It's like, we had a full liquor bar. Um, so at 18, you know, I was making like six, $7,000 a month, which I thought was like so much money back then. Totally. So I was like, I don't need to go to college. I don't need to do anything. And so long yeah. story short, a couple of years of bartending, I was bartending at like some big clubs in Orlando. And I was like, I'm, this is not going to be, I like saw a 40 year old bartender barging next to me. And I was like, this is not going to be my life. So I went to college for a couple of years, actually loved college, but ended up getting married, like getting married, having a baby uh -huh. and uh, tried the stay at home mom thing was not for me. I love being a mom, but I was like, I can't uh -huh. just do nothing with this brain. It just doesn't stop. Totally. Um, so I ended up actually opening a gym. That was my okay. first kind of venture into entrepreneurship. Um, it was a big, it was kind of like a boutique health club here in Tampa. It was called Vibe Fit Club. So I don't know if you've ever heard of power plate machines, but we mm -hmm. it was like it was like an orange theory with power plates before orange theory was even around. Okay. And I did that because I brought my kids with me pretty much almost every day. So I was like, I'm gonna be an entrepreneur and like make this work for being a mom and like doing all the things. And that's kind mm -hmm. of how I got started. Yeah. I love it. I love it. No, mm -hmm. very, very interesting. Um, you know, so you run now capture social group. Yep. Um, you guys do well, started doing one-on-one -on -one consulting. Now you guys do full service management, content delivery. We do all um, kinds of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Talk to talk to me about all the beautiful things that you guys got going on. Yeah. I mean, we're just continuing to grow. So I actually um before this business, I built a pretty big personal brand, a uh, big fitness online fitness brand, wrote a book, had an app, did all the things, and uh, ended up joining a mastermind, learned about online marketing, and the mastermind started consulting everybody. And then my mentor was kind of like, Why are you doing that? You should stop that and do this. And I was like, Oh. 
Um, ended up selling my fitness business, started Capture about five years ago and um, started doing consulting. And then everyone was like, we just really want you to do it for us. And then started the agency part of it. So we do like full service, anything social media. Um, and then from there, we do like actually corporate training now. So we'll go into corporations and like teach their teams how to do social media marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're evolving. I'm actually creating a uh, full AI social media agency. So that's Ooh. like the next thing that I'm getting into. Mm-hmm. Very yes. cool. Yes. I love it. I love it. No, that That's mm-hmm. exciting. What, you know, what would you say, you know, I think, in you know, during COVID-19, you know, and during the pandemic, we kind of all had to stay home and people started using even more social media than they already do. And maybe people started realizing like, wow, I can monetize my social media, whether uh, it's yeah. like influencer yeah. marketing, I mean, mm-hmm. branding, partnerships, you name it. So I know I'm, I'm passionate about this subject. So you and I could spend hours just, just talking about <laughs> this, but, and I'm in the PR sort of marketing space. Yes. So it's, it's, yep. it's very similar, but what would you say, you know, some like key things, if people don't like, they know how to use social media because everybody's got mm-hmm. Instagram, you know, TikTok, whatever. But if they wanted to start like maybe monetizing it, like what, what should they do? What should they start? Yeah. I think it's important. And, you know, I always teach us is like, to your point, there's multiple ways to make money with it, but it's deciding in the beginning, like which path do you want to take? Do you want to be a creator? Because creators basically make content and get paid by like, you know, brand collaborations or sponsorships. Like most of the time they don't have their own online business or brand that they're selling stuff for. Sometimes mm-hmm. eventually they get big enough and they'll make their own products. But for the most part, they're making money by leveraging their platform. I call it like their real estate to be able to promote other people's products or services, right? Then there's mostly like what we special in my agency, which is like we work with uh, basically influencer brands that are like experts. So thought leaders, best-selling authors, things like that, right? That actually are like an esteemed expert in some niche that mm-hmm. have their entire own ecosystem of a business that they're building this audience to leverage for their business. And that's a different strategy because creators and you know the expert brands is kind of like two different things. There is a third option, which is kind of a hybrid of the both, but I don't know if you're going to agree with me. I have rarely seen it done well. Most people cannot do it well. It's usually either you're a great creator or you're a great thought leader expert, but very few people can toggle between the two. Um, So I think it's important in the beginning to figure out what you want to do. And then Mm -hmm. that's how you kind of tell your strategy for that. Yeah, no, no, I know. I I agree with you. Doing both. um, Either people are very good at being thought leaders, being an author or running their business, but being being a creator. It's a totally different thing. Yeah, but it's if you know how to do it well, it's cool because you get you make money, in, you know, with two different avenues, right? So, yeah, yeah. Um, and even if you learn how to do like, uh, if you learn how to like white label your your service, like your your influencer partnership, you can still get paid, you know, depending on how much money how much money that company or that brand spends on on that. You can even like get a percentage out of out of that. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's a lot of cool things that that you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in terms of you and like how you acquire business, that's something that my community is always curious about. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure when you started, you know, you, you didn't have a name for yourself and you started slowly building a clientele. Yep. Today, um, like the, the Teresa of today, do you get, how do you get, you know, you use email marketing, you use mm-hmm. DMs. How, how does Teresa and your agency capture get clients today? So believe it or not, I actually... Um started and scaled my agency to where I am now just by strictly word of mouth. The only marketing I would consider that I've ever done is I've sponsored um, like a community event. So like there was a okay, group called okay. Mindshare Collaborative that I was like one of their sponsors. So basically I had like a presence there. So if you call that marketing, that's pretty much the only thing I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Um, what's worked for me is really, really being obsessed with results over delivering and getting good results because we get a mm-hmm. lot of referrals. And then obviously getting good results and keeping the people that you have so that you're getting a high renewal rate. You know, you're not getting a lot of attrition plus you're getting renewals. So I haven't had to do a lot of marketing. 
Um, but right now with the advent of like AI, even though it's been around, but like now that uh, we're all learning really how to like leverage this, totally. I'm basically creating this other wing of the agency that won't be as high tier as the people like right now I'm working very closely with like super big thought leaders, whereas this will be kind of more for like everyday businesses, right? Okay. Um, okay. It's very scalable. So I'm actually getting ready to start doing a lot of cold outreach. So like I'm building a VSL funnel that I'm going to be, mm-hmm. you know, doing like cold, I'm hiring someone to help with like cold DMs and outreach and like scraping emails and stuff like that. So I'm just kind of getting into that stuff. I haven't done that for my agency because personally, like I'm very involved with a lot of the clients over here. And, and mm-hmm. as you know, I, I think you have an agency, right? PR agency. Totally, yeah. 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 If you're involved, you don't want 5 million clients because it's a lot of work. So that's where the, I'm really excited about the scalable part of the agency over here. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think it's a fascinating topic. Um, mm-hmm. I do both, right? I, I think like in our agency, we have like different level clients. So the, exactly. the clients who pay like, you know, just like not even retainers, just like one-off fees that yep. I don't, I don't see those clients on a personal exactly. level, but then obviously high tickets, you know, guys or girls, then those yep. guys get, That's get the ones my, you're involved with. Yep. getting my attention. But I like both uh, because I always say 20% of your clients, the high level clients pay 80% of the bills, right? So those mm-hmm. guys keep everything running on the little um, the little smaller clients, I mean, those are fun. I mean, it might be 300 bucks, you know, 500 bucks, but if you have a hundred of those every single month, then hey, volume. it's volumes. It gets interesting. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm I'm fascinating, but you know, I'm fascinated by, by that. And I and I think um over delivering obviously it, it's key. I mean, I mean, ref- having a cool referral program and having people mm-hmm. like retaining, uh, especially today, because everybody has an agency now, or everybody is, is an entrepreneur because they, they, mm-hmm. it's so easy to just and I don't mean offense by this, but like to pretend yeah. right on social media yes. and be like, Hey, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a business owner. You know, you've been around for six, <laughs> six months. So people have more choices, even though some of those choices might not be the best out there. People have like more opinion, yes. you know, they got different. So, so I feel like, especially in, in, in today's economy, people, before they go with Teresa, they're going to go look at like five, four, the people own less they come if you come referred by somebody then there's no question they're mm-hmm. going to go straight to you so i think you you got something special there and that, and that's really amazing um to see for women entrepreneur uh entrepreneurs mm-hmm. uh women create businesses 4 to 1 in comparison to men yet uh under 10% of women uh make pa- make it past the 1 million dollar mark uh you as a badass uh female entrepreneur what message do you have to women out there to freaking make it and, and have fun in the process <laughs> oh man uh this is such a loaded topic um where do I want to start uh, well you know i just think that a lot is shifting and i do think like a lot of the like gender roles and things are shifting also and like the amount of you know workload that women have at home also because i know for me like i consider myself when i was married kind of like a stay-at-home mom slash entrepreneur because i really only worked five hours a day literally like i would take my kids to school work for five hours pick them up every day and that was it so like i just feel like and this is totally generalizing speaking for myself but um it's a lot of demands and sometimes it can be really overwhelming but not to kind of lose track of like the big picture of Mm -hmm like what that vision is. And sometimes like the biggest thing for me was not comparing myself to someone else's timeline because I would see someone else like launching and launching and launching. And I'd be like, you know what? Mm. My kid got sick. I have to push my launch back or whatever. And it's like, just go on your own timeline and don't, don't like get so, you know, like frustrated by that all this extra ancillary stuff that we have as women and moms a lot and kind of give up just like, like everyone has their own timeline. Whatever's supposed to happen is going to be the perfect time for you. So I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. And I agree with you a hundred percent. I mean, they are, People, I mean, there are founders who um, 
Cornell uh, Sanders, right? The guy who started KFC. Mm-hmm. He he made it like in like his 70s. So it's some crazy yeah. stuff. And like, mm-hmm. you know, and everybody still remembers him today, you know? So so I think, again, yeah, everybody literally has uh, their own timeline. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So you talk to me a little bit about AI. That's exciting. So you're launching yeah. this. Is that, a, is that an app or talk to me? Maybe so no, we're actually looking at doing an agency. Um, and you know, because you're an agency owner, one of the issues is when we started, it was super high level clients. Obviously, I'm, I'm by application only. So now I'm turning away a bunch of these clients. Yeah. So I made like an evergreen, you know, kind of flagship course that we offer for like brand new people. But there's still this middle pocket of people that are left unserved. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's really important if I'm going to like sell something that it's like amazing quality if my name's on it. And of so course. this is going to kind of be something that people will know it's not going to be my you know magic copywriting touch on everything, but it's going to be like my systems, my processes. We're basically going to be setting this up. So like I, AI is absolutely incredible. I was terrified of it when it first came out, not mm-hmm. because of what it could do, but because of like the overwhelm of trying to learn it. Oh. And um, now that I'm in there learning and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so incredible. And the one thing about it though, is I do not think it's going to, everyone's like, it's going to replace everybody's job. Yeah. It's not, it's not what it's going to do. You still need a human to, to, to exactly. tell it what to do. Exactly. Like it's you need to tell be... GPT what to do guys. Like... So there's still going to be people with hands on this content. It's not like no one's going to be doing it, but what it does is it makes it so much more, the efficiency so high that you can charge so much less. So it's going to be way more affordable for businesses with a really decent amount of work. Like I've been getting really, really deep into like training an AI assistant. Mm -hmm. So like for each different brand. And so like we've learned how to do that. So like we can actually take the client's content, put it in and train this AI assistant to be very close the way the the client sounds and it'll spit out content. And of course, it still needs some review and massaging. But think about that. Like it's just so much more efficient. So that's what we're setting up now so that we can actually have it so much more scalable, right? Because obviously if someone's writing everything, there's such a big, you know, like, there's a time involvement there. So I'm pretty excited about that. I think it's gonna be a great new product for like that middle market of kind of six to seven figure entrepreneurs where they need help, but they're not ready for a full expensive agency yet. So totally. I love it. I love it. No, no, very, mm-hmm. very exciting stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the VIP show. I'm your host, Sunny Stimonio. We're speaking with the amazing Teresa Di Pasquale. I, I know how to pronounce the last name. That's a, <laughs> that's so a tough one. <laughs> she was impressed before we got <laughs> on the show. Um Thank you so much for coming on the show, Teresa. I, I really do appreciate it. If people want to work with you, they want to learn from you, where can people find you? Yeah, thanks. It's uh, capturesocialgroup.com is my website. And then obviously Instagram is my favorite platform. So it's just my name at Teresa DiBisquale. Boom. You heard it right here. The <laughs> show. Thank you, Teresa. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. <laughs>